Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie Strange. And of course, we talk about the paranormal, strange stuff, and pulp culture. We have a special guest who is one of my favorite people in the paranormal space. And Aww. if you're not... <laughs> And if you're not following her, then you're totally missing out. Um, Brittany, can you please give us a quick introduction as to who you are and what you do? And then also side note, I'll be posting your socials in the description box. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Steph, for having me on your podcast. You're also one of my favorites too. One of my really good friends, everybody out there. But yeah, I'm Brittany. I'm a paranormal investigator and I'm a YouTuber. And I just, I love the paranormal. I love going to haunted places. I love investigating overnight. I love urban legends, ghost stories, and everything scary. I'm not afraid of the paranormal. I run towards it. And it's just fun for me. And I get so giddy when I talk about it. It's just everything to me. It's my passion. I've been in the paranormal for years now. And it's just always been my dream to be an investigator and just, I don't know, just always, you know, talk about scary things and just have fun with it and meet my friends and just, you know, it's a great yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely I've met now that I've been so op like even more open in this community in this space, I feel like I have definitely met so many awesome people and people that I just get me. I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's why we click too. I feel so many people in the paranormal because we all relate with each other and there's a lot of people out there who think it's weird and why do you believe in something that you can't really see or whatever but <laughs> we do see it sometimes you know and especially yeah. you <laughs> yeah like I'm jealous of things that you experienced everything so it's oh, just <laughs> I know I know girl I know you've had some pretty cool experiences <laughs> too though I mean like the whole hair your hair being pulled uh Yes. That was like a Melissa X murder house. Yes. That was in 2017 or something. It felt like just yesterday, but yeah, that was weird. And I never even felt that when I was in the moment. It was when I was editing and, you know, going through all the footage and I was asking if they could, you know, move something or make a sound and my hair was pulled. And at first I was like, wait, was it really pulled? But as you can see, it looks like it was maybe not pulled, but tugged. Like, yeah, it was someone who was like totally touch mess, trying to mess with your hair though. Like it, that's very yeah. obvious. And just the way that it was, the movement of my hair was just so unnatural. It's not like it fell, you know, off my shoulder or something. It was really weird. Oh, I got chills thinking about it, but that was a really cool night. <laughs> I love fun. <laughs> okay. I with your sister in the doppelganger that's so creepy that was so weird like what was that uh <laughs> okay cool so let's segue into the topic okay so or not like the topic but what we're gonna be talking about necessarily so um we'll be talking about actors who have played evil characters in hollywood and like how they've been affected by their roles and definitely we'll be talking about a favorite i know a favorite of yours uh <laughs> favorite of a lot of people bill skarsgård <laughs> my husband oh, i love that um, man yeah he's i mean just diving into his interviews he's really cool um but yeah we'll be focusing on bill skarsgård as pennywise and also like just dabble a little bit into other actors that have been affected by their roles um i feel like each actor honestly could get a podcast dedicated to them so we won't go too into it but mostly center focus on like it and Pennywise and that jazz um so I guess I have a question for you are you aware of how like a psycho like how psychologically messed up actors can get with their roles like have you heard of this before like what are your thoughts yeah. on that well I think when they're trying to play a villain and they have to you know kind of be away from the outer world for a while to really dive into their thoughts and how to portray this character and how they have to get into like this almost negative mindset and they have to do well I actually have an example but I might say that for after okay. Jamie Campbell Bauer with Vecna <laughs> and like what he had to do since that is you know a Stranger Things volume one and two for season four that just came out but the way that he dived into being Vecna like I heard that he walked around the streets at 2 a.m. in Atlanta, you know, talking to himself and really trying to get into the mindset 
of Vecna and he would have like post-it notes with these really dark demonic sayings and he would sit in a room in the dark he would listen to really dark music no way you almost and like with Bill you know with Pennywise and everything you have to because you know they seem like happy people and everything and I think it's kind of I mean they're actors and stuff I've never been in a horror movie so I don't know what it's like but I can only imagine trying to get into that mindset is very draining yeah and especially because you got to be so emotional and you got to be so evil and just coming from being normal and not evil. And you've literally got to become that character. Yeah. So they got to live in this mindset to put on this performance. And I feel that it can be very stressful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of actors go through that and it affects them afterwards because they were once super, you know, positive or I don't know. I mean, like, I've never talked to them about that, <laughs> but I can only imagine, you know, but what was the question? <laughs> 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 no no you're good no oh, this is kind of perfectly like, a okay. great segue because yeah. everything you just touch base on is exactly that you know it takes a mental it, it physically like physically and mental toll on actors that I don't think people understand right we watch movies yeah. and tv shows and we're like that was a great performance that was great but we don't think about like the emotions that they just cannot shut off and they gotta be on character like on set so with Pennywise, with Bill, like I remember watching interviews and the kids in the movie, they had to stay away from him. And for them too, like they, you know, they never really saw Bill around the set or whatever. And when they were seeing him in their scenes, like it was kind of real almost because yeah. they weren't really supposed to talk to him. And same with him. He really had to be Pennywise and not just be like all friendly with them in between takes. So yeah. And he even said it's lonely. Like he felt really isolated and lonely. And I feel like it can definitely mess up with your mental health for a while and just make you feel kind of crazy. But then I guess it kind of helps with their performance too. Cause they, you know, him playing this demonic <laughs> evil <laughs> clown and oh my God. Yeah, no, that's a great point because like, so that was, I love that you brought that up. That's a recent one. I did not put that in my notes. So I'm so glad that I asked you this question. So it's a great add-on. Oh, I'm um, obsessed with Jamie, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then that's the other thing that I'm going to segue into. So there are other actors um, and most famously like Jack Nicholson, right? I think he's he's like definitely, I you know, I, I'm noticing or I'm starting to call people who play repeatedly in horror movies scream queens or kings so like yes. jack nicholson is definitely like i think he's like a, a scream king um yeah, I you know agree. it yeah it was reported that he had like a cryptic message um after you know he did play the joke one of the jokers a long time ago and when it was announced that heath ledger was announced as the most recent joker in the dark knight series i know there's also joaquin phoenix but i'm talking about heath ledger um it basically i guess like in lad bible he said when Heath Ledger died, uh, Nicholson was documented saying to reporters that, well, I, I warned him. Um, so he kind of knew the severity of playing the Joker and how it yeah. could psychologically, I mean, it's implied that he kind of knew the turmoil and like the mental things that it could do to you, which, you know, we know the tragic death of Heath Ledger. And I think, yeah, there's the element of like him doing, uh, you know, meds and probably taking the wrong medications or drugs, whatever. Um, but then there's also the fact that he did take on this character where he wasn't getting enough sleep. Like, I don't know if you read about yeah. that, like two hours of sleep. Oh, um, God, that's yeah. brutal. So and then, you know, there's also Jared Leto. Um, and yeah. I don't know if you read about that, how he's being so weird in Suicide Squad to his castmates, like playing pranks, leaving dead rats. OK, I know I said dead rats, but that was a rumor. Um, I looked it up and actually it was real rats. But regardless, that's still weird. Um. But also Jared Leto, I'm sorry, I hate to say this. I, I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> if anyone's a Jared Leto fan, but isn't he like a cult leader or something like that? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I used to, like, I like Jared Leto. I used to be a huge fan of his band, 30 Seconds to Mars. Same. But, um, yeah, I thought he was a good joker, but he, he, I don't think he was necessarily my favorite. He yeah. was really taking method acting to a whole extreme. Yeah. And I feel like you're playing a villain. You have to. Like, if you're playing someone super evil, you really have to become that yeah. character, I guess, you know? And I feel I, like it kind of will mess up with some people afterwards and kind of stay with them. I don't know. Maybe some people get over it, but yeah. I feel because you're just in, like, this negative mindset and it's almost hard to get out of because you're so used to it for because movies take so long to film, right? Oh, and they yeah. got to do it every day. Yeah, Ugh. like, 
I don't know what the heck was going on with that, right? And then, so then, like, aside from just, like, actual actors playing, like, villains, there's also, like, a great case of Shelley Duvall. She was, um, right, like, in um, The Shining, she was, like, the wife, I believe. And yes. she talked about how, like, the movie, like, just even just being, like, the victim, right, played a huge role. So, like, how it was physically and emotionally draining. She had to listen to sad music. She had to trigger sad emotions all the time. Um, and then, basically, like, the the physical strain was, like, running around screaming all the time. Um, and apparently there was a controversy on set that, like, she was treated much worse than, like, Jack Nicholson, um, so yeah, there's also I that aspect. That. Yeah. So I think like whether you are the villain or even like a victim, it can be so strenuous, especially if you're doing, like you said, so many hours. I don't know. I just I feel bad. Like, I feel like the horror industry is underrated. I think people put themselves through so much more sometimes. And I know that like when it comes to like the horror franchise, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But I, my understanding is that it's kind of like comedy. They don't get nominated for certain awards as much. Um, no. you know yeah so it just and with Shelly sorry. Oh, sorry with Shelly though she had to constantly cry so imagine you have to constantly cry for weeks yeah that's hard that's Especially very hard force it and then if you you know have to think of sad things or sad events that have happened in your life or something that makes you really sad and depressed like that is just so mentally draining and she was exhausted too. And wasn't she like hospitalized? Or maybe I'm wrong about that. I think but she, she was, was really yeah. see that's but she did an outstanding performance. Yep. You know, she did amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, she went through a lot. Yeah. Like so and I guess like this something for for people that are gonna be listening to this. Like the reason why we're talking about this is that I'm gonna segue now into like Pennywise and just like the character so we can kind of get into the psych the psyche of yes. like what Bill had to undergo and just in general like how evil the character is supposed to be um and also like because we have a few examples already like Jack Nicholson Jared Leto and even Shelley Duvall um I just kind of because this is a paranormal like type of episode podcast I want to bring in the spiritual side of it. I know there's like the psychological, which we touch base on, but the spiritual side of it, there's people that believe that when you are depressed or you are throwing certain energies, that it could cause like an unintentional curse or, and yeah, curses are not like rituals. They're not like, okay, you know, I'm going to put the candles up and do all this thing. No, a curse can be like an unintentional thought onto something or someone. And so that's just something to keep in mind as we continue on this episode because I never yeah. thought of it that way until I started reading about this I'm like huh interesting okay could they be cursing themselves another person Joey King on The Conjuring yeah like she experienced wasn't she going to the hospital too I didn't really I don't know the details of that but I know that she was experiencing weird stuff like she got sick or something and yeah. every day it was worse when she was filming The Conjuring so I heard yes. a lot of things happen on that set you know, I, with paranormal. So yes, I love that you brought that up because I forgot about that. How could I forget? Joey King. Uh -huh. I did my most vi one of my most viral TikToks was on that exact <laughs> interview. Oh, I guess um, I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. Like okay, I remember. <laughs> yeah, for those that are not aware of that video, um, I remember that yeah. I was on YouTube and it suggested because I think I was like watching the kissing booth. <laughs> Oh my and... god. Oh yeah, she's in it. I haven't seen that. I know she's in it. Yeah. And the guy so... from Euphoria is in it too. Jacob Alordi, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically YouTube suggested this like interview she did and I forgot that she was in like one of what was it the first conjuring um movie? She was really young. Yes. Yeah. And basically you're right. Like it's almost like, you know, I've heard of so and we should we could do another episode on this too. This is a whole other episode that uh, I want to oh, do. Yeah. Um <laughs> cursed Hollywood sets or like just like haunted sets and how people get affected by that yes. um but yes Joey Joey King had gotten like this mysterious illness all of a sudden and in the film like the story so of the and this is truly the like one. the root of why I'm so scared of that movie um so you know in the story when the mom gets possessed she gets all these bruises on her and so during the filming of those particular scenes, I started having a lot of bruises show up in my body. Actually be early signs of leukemia. I was oh. so freaked out. I mean, what? I'm by the way, I'm 12. Like what doctor says that to a 12 year old? What kind of bedside manner is that? So I get these blood tests. All of a sudden I'm told that I have this 
blood thinning condition called ITP, where basically most of my red platelets drained from my body mysteriously. I go to the hospital every day, twice a day, before and after work to get my blood taken to check my platelets and to try and rebuild my platelets on my own by taking a lot of iron. And they were just creeping up for the duration of yeah, it just gave me chills. And so as soon as that stopped, though, like they stopped filming that, she got better all of a sudden. Like she just got See, better. Like that's not a coincidence. Yeah. Like it, that's really weird. And I think also, you know, getting into the spiritual side of it as well, when those dark entities and dark beings, they love, well, maybe not love, but they're like vibing on a low frequency. They are. And that's, and they want power. They want to take the power. And I think since these actors are kind of vibing in a low frequency when they're getting ready for these roles, I think maybe like that could, you know, those dark entities could be attracted to them more and make them even more negative and more dark and, you know, making Joey King sick. I don't know if Bill was sick. I know he was having those nightmares, you know, after he was filming. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think that's super possible for those kind of spirits to come in on the actors who are portraying a certain villain. And I think uh, I got chills like all over my body. Yeah, so did I. (laughs) I can only imagine though, like Jamie Campbell Bauer walking around the streets of Atlanta trying to be Vecna and like some demonic entity out there is just watching him because he really had to go through dark shit to become Vecna. No, I believe it. But I believe it though. I believe that like, it, yeah. and we've, all, we've all been there. We've all been in a situation where like, you're just so freaking depressed. And like, you know, yeah. even if like manifestation, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to change your mindset to bring in that positivity that, you know, that success and you work at it, right? The same way that I feel like it's the opposite though. Like you can manifest like negative yeah. shit. You literally so. manifest what you are, like what you, your concept of self, like how you perceive yourself what you think you are, you know, it's all about self-concept and stuff. So when you were trying to become a character like that, like you literally have to become them. And I think, yeah, you can manifest dark stuff. Yeah. It really depends. But, you know, I think that happens a lot from what we've been seeing. Like what's with all these people having nightmares and getting sick and just, they kind of stay, they kind of, I mean, I don't want to be you know mean to any of them but like some of them go really crazy after and like just you don't really hear from them and it's yeah it's odd because you just but I don't know like you don't know what goes through their heads and stuff but I guess you know it's very isolating and I you know they feel really lonely and that sucks right there too and you have to become this like I can't even imagine just being locked away for like three months or something to prepare for this character yeah and you have to be like do you even talk to your friends and family like, how do you bounce out of that? Exactly. It's like, like it takes a lot darkness. of work. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you would go crazy and be more stressed out and be so exhausted and everything. So, yeah, it definitely takes a toll on you yeah. for sure. But- yeah, no, no. Um. So, yeah, that's great. That's a great segue because <laughs> he does touch base on that. So I'm so excited. I can't wait till we get to that point. So yes. let's talk about Pennywise then so, so we can get to the okay. point of the- <laughs> Um. So... You you know about Penny, but obviously you know about Pennywise, but did you follow the books? Do you know like the whole like how crazy the whole like universe of Pennywise and like it goes in? Do you know about that? Like, do you have any idea? Or like are you kind of like to be honest? I'm not a reader. I don't read like that, books yeah. or anything. I just kind of read stuff online. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like you know, you know, reading what, you know, paranormal stuff. I've I don't really read books, but I'm more of the movie type of person. Like with Harry Potter, I've never read the books. But I'm like the biggest Harry Potter fan with the movies. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I've always loved Pennywise. He's definitely one of my favorites. And Bill playing him just, you know. Cream, that's cream, my yeah, I seen on the cake right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just, I love Bill. And I should have worn my Pennywise dress for this. I mean, I know people can't see us, but <laughs> I, Pennywise dress is actually behind me. So. <laughs> oh, wow. That's just awesome. Like, I know but um no I've always loved Pennywise and you know the movies are great and I just think it's a great story and I love clowns I'm obsessed with clowns Same. I don't know what it is really I yes know I was a weird oh. ass kid like I don't know I mean I'm not saying I was a weird ass kid I mean I don't you know what let me just backtrack 
I was the kid that always requested clowns at my birthday parties and got, until it got to a point where like my cousins and my friends and my dad and my uncles were like, you know what, Stephanie, we just need to, we need to take a break. You know, your cousin doesn't like this. So you need to, I'm like, okay, fine. But I was all about it. I was all about it. And then I went to El Salvador and you got to keep in mind, like that's also El Salvador is not, I, w- I would say it's its own culture, obviously, but it's not up to speed as maybe here in the States, like here in the US or just like the North Americas, I would say, um, because like I remember when I got a clown for my third birth, fourth or third, there's a picture somewhere. And I remember all the kids ran away crying and I was in El Salvador and he came out of like, I don't know, in a yard and I was so excited and I was like, oh my God, he looks so different. He looks a lot. It was more of like a classic clown than like what I was used to seeing in the States. I can't describe the, the but if I find a picture, I'll, I'll, I'll try to post it. And again, everyone's like, Stephanie, we need to have a talk. <laughs> Girl, I totally understand you. So don't even worry. We need to like dress up like clowns for Halloween yes. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I live for clowns. Like me too. That's amazing. I never knew that about you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess probably because like every time I tell people, they're like, oh, well, you know, probably because, or they'll, they'll like try to dis- dismiss it as like, oh, well, they're just scary. Or, oh, maybe it's because you like movie these movies. I'm like, no, like I genuinely remember being three and going to El Salvador. I'm like, ah, oh, I love this clown. They're just, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I love their makeup and everything. And they're just creepy. Do you remember in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Was it Bozo the Clown? Do you remember that episode? That I was think like my so. favorite episode. I think it was Bozo. I don't know. <laughs> or was like Goosebumps? One of those. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I but yeah, but I know what you're talking about. There was a few different like series, and then there's also like well, Goosebumps had the one with like the well, that was the ice cream man in the truck. Never mind. So wait, oh, creamy cold. Yes, yes. And do you know? Okay, this is like video games now, but Twisted Metal Black. I only know it because my brothers. I grew up with my brothers. Like I was watching them always play video games. The clown in one of the games, Sweet Tooth, he drives an ice cream truck. That's what it just reminded me of. He's the scariest clown ever. He's so creepy, but I love him. I'll have to look this up. <laughs> well, literally, like, yeah, he's so creepy. That is He's so a murderer. Cool. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about Pennywise just because, again, yeah. I think it's important for people and for us just to kind of segue into just the psyche of Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So basically, Pennywise, we know, is a shape-shifting creature that is billions of years old. The identity is unclear, but we know it, you know, IT, to be Pennywise, Mm -hmm. who resides in Derry, Maine. That's how we know whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So according to the Stephen King fandom, um, it's actually the website, (laughs) stephenking.fandom.com. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) quote, I'm going to quote this. Um, Although several times in the novel, it calls itself by the name Robert Bob Gray. Um, this may be the allusion to real-life child cannibal Albert Fish, who reportedly used the name Robert Gray as an alias. Um, he may also get his first name from Robert Bob Bell, the man who originally portrayed Bozo the Clown. <gasps> <laughs> Crazy. Um, it, yeah, it <laughs> primarily, it's primary goal is to feed on humans generally preferring children over adults since they were easy to scare and manipulate according to the creature frightened flesh uh, according to the creature it uh, frightened flesh tastes better and uses fear to salt the meat quote quote um we know what, what it <laughs> um so we know that it has a pattern of awakening from its hibernation from what, 25 to 27 years? 27, right? Yeah. yeah, 27. And it wakes up to kill, eat its victims. It enjoys, again, we were talking about the fear. So like, you know, it does a couple of tactics that we see in the film and also reference in the book. So like the first thing we saw was it manipulating Georgie in the sewer, you know, yeah. how could we forget? Um, and basically, it they talk about the personality of it or Pennywise kind of like manipulating on people's fears and wants. So it, it doesn't always just do fear. It also pretends to be your friend. It pretends to entice you in some way, which I think we saw that with Georgie. I Because I, I'm like, Georgie, don't go. Don't go close. <laughs> I know that he bit his arm off. That was yes. traumatizing. Even though like you knew it was coming. But yes. Still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then it plays psychological fears. We see this with, um, what was the girl's name? Or I forgot her name. I should have wrote it down. 
But the blood bathroom scene where she's in the bathroom. Oh, Beverly. Beverly. There we go. I'm like, yes. how could I forget? <laughs> it's so it it plays in in you know with your fears, your psychological fears in some way, uh, with yeah. like hallucination. Um, and then it also has like telepathic abilities. We know that. Um, it also can control its victims, which I forgot about this. It controlled he- Henry Bowers to kill his dad, and I didn't. I didn't oh, know right. that. So. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, it hates mm-hmm. children and, but it also wants to feed on them. So that's a quick synopsis, little things about Pennywise. Okay. This is random facts. I just wanted to point out because it, it is kind of funny. Um, it's nemesis is called Matt, Matt, Matern, Matern. Um, sorry if I said it wrong. It's a type of turtle. <laughs> that's a, that's turtle. <laughs> Yeah, it, it apparently shows up as like a turtle thing that is the same type of cosmic energy as it or Pennywise. Um, so this also shows up in the Stephen King books. And now we can get into the meat of it all. Um, the incident with Bill. <laughs> right. Okay. It was nightmares. Can I just say, though, I watched an interview with Bill. This was like a few years ago. And... Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta send you the interview. But anyways, he said basically that he does not believe in the paranormal. So I don't know if his mind has changed, especially with these dreams. I don't know if this interview was before it or if it was during it. I don't know. Because with his dreams he had after, I swear to you. And I remember watching it. I was like crushed. I was like, no, you have to like the paranormal. What the heck? But, but I, I think, swear to you, he, he was like I, not a believer. Someone asked him, he's like, I'm not about that or something. I think, I don't know. But yeah. I, I interesting. I swear to you. Yes. I think too, though, like part of it is also the fact that um, either there's a couple of things, right? I think that we already met a lot of people in the paranormal um, community because there's people that will believe in spirits and entities, but they won't believe in like witchcraft or um, they won't believe in... Uh, psychic mediums like there's a weird like a weird thing within the community itself or there's people that like want to believe but they don't want to claim it because they're afraid that if they do it opens up portals so like I feel like there's I don't know I'm, I'm curious to know his thoughts now but I always find that so fascinating because it's like okay you may not believe in it but you're having weird experiences I don't know that's just I I will never understand it with with his dreams though like obviously was on his mind and it was constant you know for a while and it's just I don't know maybe his his mind could have changed I hope so (laughs) I hope so too I seriously hope so too um okay so let me read real quick like just in general let me go over the interview so there was an interview I found on YouTube I'll link that on my Instagram um and basically I will say that in general, they couldn't have a video on it. So it's all audio. So I'm just gonna and it was kind of distorted. So I tried my best to just kind of like, you know, get the most of what he was saying, because it does get lost in some ways. So if people do listen to it, just keep that in mind. So basically, the reporter asked him like, hey, you know, um, Jack Nicholson, which we referenced earlier, said one said, don't play the Joker, because you know, it's so disturbing for for you. Um, did you kind of think about this when you took the part of Pennywise? Um, because the part is very disturbing. Like that character is very disturbing. And so he said that he rented a house in Toronto close to the shooting, um, like where they were filming the set. And, and in the first month and a half, he was kind of alone, like you were saying. Um, he says, I wasn't really working that much. So I was in the house preparing myself for the role. Um, it's a thing that you do. Um He's like, I didn't know it was really destructive, but it is a destructive relationship, like that kind of a of an actor having a relationship with a character. So he starts to kind of basically say that it's like having a relationship with like a toxic re- a partner or a toxic boss. And he says, so he has a relationship with Pennywise. So Pennywise and Bill are in a very destructive, destructive relationship. And you don't ask about that when you're in this relationship, you don't realize it. It's kind of like you come out of this relationship after it's done. And you're like, wow, I was in a destructive relationship with a character. Same thing with like a partner or boss. I'm like, whoa, that's so weird. And yeah. like, that is weird. And great that he put it in that way because I'm like, okay, so he basically summarized everything as being in a toxic relationship. 
like you're in a toxic relationship with this character that you and cannot that right escape. There is draining. <laughs> What's Just up? Thinking about that right there is draining. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. thinking of it that way and how he was like alone in the house in Toronto and like I just for like a month for a month and that I think would take such a toll on anybody I just it would be so cool if someone documented their whole experience that would be a really cool like documentary but maybe that would take away from it I don't know because how can you you know just like wake up every morning and try to be normal but you're you're like no I have to be in this Pennywise mode I have to hate children yeah I have to be demonic like I mean, uh, he did an amazing job, but I don't know. Maybe it almost scares him in a way, too. Like, maybe if that interview with him not believing was after, I'm not sure what year it was. So I, I really don't. Yeah. I gotta look this up, but it's just... Well, we can add it, like, somewhere up. We can update it or something on our socials yeah. or something. Um. So then, okay, so then he basically reemphasized, though, that he did enjoy the process of the film. So, like, even though he is yeah. saying that, he just said it was very intense. So he's like, okay, it was intense, and then you wrap up and he's talking about how he wrapped up and there's like literally a day later, right? Not even like a day later, but like a day later. Um, he's like, I'm in Stockholm and I'm like, what just happened? So he's going through this realization of like, I'm no longer filming, like I'm literally here. And then you have like 10 days. So he says he has a full 10 days of just, and he calls it an exorcism. So that's what I find interesting too. He says you have like 10, like probably 10 full days of just kind of this exorcism of like nightmares of Pennywise, like pretty much every night there were nightmares and it was as if like obviously it wasn't pennywise um it wasn't like a pennywise versus me thing it was just people looking at me as pennywise and i'm like they're not allowed to see me and he had like a paranoia paranoia basically um he said there were very weird dreams but uh then he says but there was a a subconscious to my process so i guess he believes it was a good thing because he feels like having these nightmares was processing himself of like getting rid of Pennywise within his psyche um so that way he knew that these were just dreams and not really anything else so I think that's what he was trying to say it's like he was exercise exercising the Pennywise ego outside of him isn't that interesting that is a paranormal thing that's such a paranormal thing that is he has to believe that's That's such a paranormal thing what are you talking about sir (laughs) Like, no, you know, it's kind of scary, though. It's almost like he was scared of himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, with those dreams and everything and just, yeah, it's like he was just trying to get rid of Pennywise or Pennywise is finally leaving him. I wonder yeah. if he'd be down. Isn't there like a new Pennywise show coming out or something? Is he even a part of that on okay. HBO Max? I thought there was uh, a. Is okay, we have to look this up. HBO, hit us up. <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> uh, yes, so, please. Um, so then after he mentioned that, right, then, like, I think they asked him a question, but he starts talking about how, like, you know, they asked him again, like, what was his process then? Since he is technically exercising himself away from Pennywise, what was it like channeling Pennywise? And yeah. so he said that in a way he had to understand, like, um, Think of the most sinister thing you can think of. You know, you just, the fact that you scare and eat children. So like, what is the most sinister thing that can do that? And so when he said that, I just started to think about, again, you're like, are you channeling an entity without realizing it? Are you cursing yourself? Are you channeling something? Because you just said you're exercising yourself off. And maybe this could be, we could chalk this up as like, maybe perhaps he doesn't mean it the way we're interpreting it. Because I know he does speak a different language. So he could just be saying like a different word for it. But regardless, though, I for me, for us that are in this paranormal space who are, you know, like open to this stuff, I think of that like, did you channel something without realizing it? Um, because That's so creepy. Yes. But the part that I, really gets me right, because I started thinking about manifestation again, he says that basically like he we mentioned or he mentioned in his dream that he was paranoid and about people finding out right but there's two incidents that followed I don't know if it was I think it was after the fact he said that he saw a spray painted it on the on the wall somewhere well in his neighborhood and he was like what the heck did like a crazy fan do this are they playing with me like he said that in the interview he's like is it a crazy fan oh my god 
it gets weirder. So then he said he saw two lady clown looking shoes right outside his building, like where he lives. Um, they were neatly just placed outside of the entrance slash exit. And he was just like, what the heck? And so he doesn't, he didn't know like whose it was or why it was there. But this goes back to like, did he conjure, manifest? You know, again, these are all just speculation, right? Um what do you think of that? Like, what do you think of that? Like, what the heck? Did he manifest something? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, my God. It sounds like it reminds me of that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Bozo, how he was being stalked by a clown and he saw his shoes and his nose was being left behind. Because didn't he steal his nose in the episode and then Bozo was coming after him? But that's what it reminds me of. Like, Bozo... Oh if you like separate bill from well i guess in our this case it's pennywise but like say it was yeah like pennywise is basically bozo like coming after bill because like does bill have something of his that he wants that's like that's in the goosebumps episode though so <laughs> no with manifestation he could have like he could have manifested something because that's really messed up it, i could just picture it all in my head too the shoes like what yeah like what the heck <laughs> Um, that's really messed up because like again like in his dream he was saying that he was paranoid that someone was going to find out that he was Pennywise yeah and I'm, I'm like thinking to myself like dude you totally manifested something or you there's something I don't know there's just I'm um, sorry but yeah uh, okay so then like the interviewer one of the interviewers asked like did you feel depressed which again this is like another symptom of like maybe attracting demons or low frequency entities to you perhaps. Um, yeah. And he said that, yeah, he felt depressed. He felt like weird after filming um, because it's like you go from being on set to like scaring people and terrorizing children. Cause we saw that in the first film, like he made um, one of the kids cry. Um, yeah. So he said he was just really drained as well. So like, again, like demons love drained people, depressed people, isolated people like they want to feed on to that and you and have people who oh, sorry no go on no <laughs> no, no go please add yeah no please add no but they they really they want power they want to take people's power away and that is who they go after that's their target are low frequency people people who are at a, who are at a low in their life maybe they're dealing with death in the family maybe they have a near-death experience they're addicted to drugs and alcohol um they just they're depressed and I think like you know getting into that um, mindset and that headspace to play Pennywise like he had to make himself feel depressed and alone and isolated and weird and strange and they go after that like those yeah. demons that's what they're attracted to and especially the fact that he's playing a demon maybe they like that more <laughs> but it's yeah. just it's so I just, I can't even imagine they're so talented and I just have so much more respect for actors who have to take on roles like that. And it's just, I wonder with Vecna too, like is Vecna still following Jamie around? But he seems to be having the time of his life. So <laughs> yeah, but I think, just, sorry, go on. And like listening to dark music and stuff to get you into it and everything. But I just, I think, yeah, that's very possible for an entity to latch on to these actors for sure to actually make them perform even better so it's kind of like a win in a way <laughs> yeah <laughs> um because okay it's interesting right because when I was reading all this and I was again looking at it through like a paranormal a person that's into the paranormal a person that's open to this stuff a person that is intuitive um a person that's been in haunted locations and have dealt with people who've had their own hauntings um yeah I kept thinking about it. It's like, okay, I almost think that he personally, this is just my opinion and it's okay. People don't believe that what I believe it's totally fine. I just want to say that like, it's chill. Yeah. It's chill. You, you can, you can email me, you can message me and tell me why I don't, this is like open conversation. I'm not a know-it-all It's just my opinion. Right. Um, but basically I, I thought about what he was saying and what I, the closest thing that I can think of, of course, it's not as dark, um, because again, I don't, I can never put my shoes in an actor, an actress that was in a horror film for many months. But what I will say is that when I was going through my seven year breakup, I, it was one of those things where like, I kept going back to this person, we were on and off. And 
at the last straw, I remember I was meditating and I was trying to channel something to just anything to just give me the strength to let go and like be independent. And I remember a vision of this woman and she looked like a warrior, like a freaking like beautiful warrior from like a Greek, a Greek mythology almost or something. And I saw her go in my body and just like, I don't know where for the next couple of weeks after that, I felt very much like numb with my feelings and grief. I didn't grieve after the fact, maybe like seven, eight months. It finally sunk in. I had my first cry. It was strange. Wow. And keep in mind, like I, it wasn't like I was in an abusive relationship. It wasn't like I was in a bad relationship. It was just a relationship that I really outgrew. Uh, we yeah. both outgrew. So it wasn't like, you know what I mean? So it took me many months. And part of me thinks about that because he just said he had to channel what is the most sinister thing that can, that eats children and scares things. And <laughs> um, just even having to think about something so sinister. Yeah. And you have to constantly replay it in your head to yeah. be in that space. That would make anyone go crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You would... Yeah. You almost have to have like a evaluation with a doctor after to make sure you're okay or something like a 24 hour, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. As soon as you're done the movie or something to make sure like you're okay to, I mean, but I guess when you're on set and stuff, I guess people are asking like, are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sure they have Was like a team. Pennywise 24 Yeah. They have to check on you and everything because, and all the stress you're putting on your body and everything. I just it's just mind-blowing and movies take so long to film so like doing that for a year or something or months or a summer or whatever I don't know how long they filmed it for maybe it was the summer like a summer oh, they were filming it or I longer think... than that I don't know I don't know how long movies take I know oh, they take a long time yeah I'm like <laughs> I have no idea um but that's actually that's gonna segue into just like turning off your emotions right I remember I saw I think it was Kiki Palmer. She talked about how she had to take a break from acting for a while. I think I think it was Kiki Palmer. Um, this is like a long time ago because you can't shut off your emotions. So like there's this article, it's like theconversation.com and it's basically talking about how like out of character, how, you know, like being in character, how acting puts a mental strain on performers. And like there's a whole segment on how to de-roll. And so basically it's very complex because emotions are very complex. Humans are complex. Um I think it's also like why when you like Spider-Man is a great one when all of almost all of the Spider-Man actually all the Spider-Mans on the big screen have dated their like their the person that they're supposed to be in a relationship in the movie they're also in a relationship in real life like Zendaya and Tom Holland um wow. so cuz it I remember I don't know who it was was it Will Smith I don't know but someone said that when you are in um, a movie or a role and you have to like be in love with a character, you have to like, part of you will always love that person because you're telling yourself, I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, So why can it not be different? You know what I mean? Like, why would it be different for sinister characters to some degree? Oh, that's, that's exactly right. Cause you have to literally become the character. So if it's a positive character or a negative, it's the same thing. I just think negative is obviously worse. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of all the stuff they got to go through. But no, it's interesting with all the the ones like Spider-Man and stuff, how they do, you know, date their co-star and everything. It's true. Yeah. Because um, they have to be like in love with the, the character. Yeah. That was interesting. Like... <laughs> it is. It's very interesting. Um, yeah. Just, it's very emotional. <laughs> So this actually brings me to a quick stick segment of like, is Pennywise associated with a real entity? Because there's so many entities and different demons out there. So I did want to talk about one that actually caught my attention for a couple of reasons. Um, and it reminds me of Ra- Rangda. She is from based off a Belenese, uh mythology. So like Bali, I think Bali and stuff. And she is also a very important figure in Balinese culture. So basically, she is said to be a sorceress queen. Her nemesis is Barong. And I guess like they do like dances and performances. And basically, the story is that Barong banishes her, banishes her basically. And she's a child eating demon. Um, 
Yeah. So <laughs> children. Yeah. So they're, you know, because <laughs> I, I know for like wit uh, in like the witch community and just in different communities in general, like spiritual communities, there's demons for almost anything really. But yeah basically so she might be people have said that she might be associated with like the legend of a demon queen called Kalun orang who caused havoc in the 10th century um and then like basically the rangda rangda is depicted as a nude old woman with like unkept hair claws and she has fangs and she wears a mask with a long tongue and i feel like parts of that reminds me of pennywise with like the long <laughs> tongue and the mouth eating oh, children yes um, sick. <laughs> yeah. So even though she's like depicted as like this per personification of evil, it, depending on like different parts of Bali culture, she's also seen as a symbolism for protection, I suppose. Um, and also the colors of Ragda is associated with red, black, and white. But Pennywise. Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's isn't that strange? That I don't know. Strange. I mean, of course, I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying how ironic this is. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Balinese mythology. I just want to bring light to that there is demons that do eat children, and you can find out in Balinese culture. But um, yeah. That's, so, isn't that strange? I'm that sorry. Is, that's, yeah, no, it is. And wasn't um, Pennywise like he's based off of many different. I mean, I don't like many creatures and isn't he kind of based off? I think it's more of a rumor. He's based off of like, this is a rumor. Uh, what's the guy's name? Serial killer. He dressed like a clown. John Bert Fish. Oh, John. Yeah. That John Wingacy. Yeah. Isn't he like kind of based? I thought maybe it was a rumor though. Like they say he is, but it wasn't really confirmed because he dresses like a clown and yeah. he targets children. 33 kids he murdered or something there's like a documentary of him on Netflix yes. but I don't know if that's confirmed with Stephen King but there is a lot of similarities there but yeah that's actually creepy. that's He's a good weirdo. point I remember reading that so in the fandom website which again don't quote me on this it's just a, it's a fandom <laughs> website but part of me is like fandoms really get into it though so part they of me is like <laughs> um, they know what they're talking about like they, they yeah. like they get right out into it so <laughs> I need um, to go look at this <laughs> yeah I'll send you the link so basically I think they did try to debunk that they said that there is like you said it's just a rumor that, that they, they they could not find anything that like outwardly says that that's what it is like they were linked from one another but yeah so I think that in a nutshell I feel like you know these are just like a conclusion like the thought ending thoughts of everything I I do think that I mean and you can feel free to put input as well but I think overall I think that when I hear about Bill Skarsgård, like the interview regarding his dreams and having these dreams after the fact, I think that there there could be a psychological factor to it. There could definitely, I, I'm not doubting it. There is definitely a big portion of that. But if you think about it through a spiritual paranormal lens, there's also a element of something outwardly to that because I, I'm, I am a believer of manifestation. I am a believer of like attracting things. And he did say that he was seeing weird, like two clown shoes outside of his apartment. And yeah, like, that's yeah, like the spray, the spray painted sign of it somewhere in his neighborhood. Yeah. It's like, it could very well be, <laughs> yeah, like it could well be where we'll be prank, but wouldn't they have come out and said something by now? I feel like, um, exactly. Also, I think the fact that he was using the word exercised, I, I part of me believes that he might have felt like this was might have spiritual, but I, this is just me allegedly speculating this is not I'm not saying this is factual. Um, and then I also think of other two things, too, but this is like other possibilities. I, I think that he, you know, people could put you could put a curse on yourself. Again, it's not a ritual. What if you did that? What if you did, you know, um, by constantly putting this thought in your mind? Exactly. Um, or like residual energy was the residual energy lingering on him. And that's why he was having these dreams of this paranoia. I that could, that, that, that's a possibility for sure. I definitely believe that, but I, I definitely believe with the manifestation part too, just constantly putting those thoughts in your head and repetition, like he's basically persisting in <laughs> being this demonic clown yeah and you know it's the only thing on his mind pretty much so it's kind of gonna like manifest out there into his reality and 
it's so creepy I don't know like I wonder if he's a part of that new show I wonder because I mean he should be but I wonder if he's not why he didn't do it yeah. you know like is there is he scared of Pennywise <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to go into that depressing mode you know I don't really blame him but at the same time like he is Pennywise it's iconic yeah and the way he portrayed Pennywise is just he was really creepy but I was living for him <laughs> Love it's, Pennywise it's like, so much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> oh, I love that. I have Pennywise. <laughs> I, I have him behind me. I have like a little figurine over oh. here. Ah. I have him right here. Oh my god. A little keychain. Yes, right? like, um, I love him. And I think too, right? Like I'm not saying because I don't want to be disrespectful to the culture of like Balinese culture, but I feel like if there is a demon that eats children out there, what if like a he attracted a demon that eats children and, and maybe he channeled that within himself and then had to exercise it out of him? I don't know. That might be a reach, right. but. Yeah, but you know what? That's a really interesting theory. Like yeah. that, it makes sense. And obviously everyone listening, like this isn't facts. It's just, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's something to think about for sure. And another demon who eats children, or will he? Oh, uh, never mind. I was thinking of Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Krampus I my Krampus animatronic beside me. Like he's over there, but um, he beats children though. He doesn't. He doesn't eat children, does he? He sends you down to hell. That's what he does. Krampus. Yeah. Like, he's like a Christmas demon. <laughs> Just looking at him. We'll have to do. We'll have to come back for that Krampus one because I wish there was a Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to, um, because I think in general, right, and, and it could be right. There is demons. There's, I feel like there's different cultures around the world. There are demon entities that are attracted to taking children, eating children, doing something. And so I think, like, what if you did that? Because, like, I, I truly believe, as a spiritual, like, you know, in that spiritual sense, I do believe that I did, in a way, like, conjure up a spirit to help me through my breakup. I, I really that. did. Yeah, I do. I I, um, and I would have dreams about her once in a while. So like, I just, I, I just, that's why I just want to have this conversation in general, because it's like, I think the horror industry in, in, in itself is a very interesting one. And people always talk about like cursed films, um, haunted sets, how they affect them. And it's like, I truly believe there's some spiritual <laughs> shit. Yeah. And the conjuring, you know, they've, ex and even Annabelle, wasn't there weird stuff on Annabelle Comes Home? Yeah. Like with the so. doll and everything? Like, there was, um, like, it's just, I just believe, like, there's spirits everywhere, and they're always listening, and it's just, they just kind of pick or choose who they want to go after. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends on the person's frequency. Some, yeah. They really go after, well, the darker spirits. They go after weak-minded people. Yeah. It's just such an easy target for them. So, you know, getting into that, I shouldn't say hateful mindset, just the negative mindset. Yeah. They're getting me so on that. And it's sad though, when you think about it, because people out there who aren't even trying to, you know, who aren't even acting and they're in that mindset, you know, naturally it's scary. Like, I think that's really sad, but you see that in all those possession cases and, you know, demonic um, infestations and manifestations in people's homes. And, and yeah. you find out, you know, what they're going through on a daily basis and, how they live their life and it's really sad yeah and just kind of confirms it more that that's what they go after it, it's really weird oh Ugh, yeah I just got yeah. chills again but you know even like sometimes when you're like in a depressive state of mind sometimes like you know when you have like your highs and your lows sometimes like you know you almost feel something like come over you like it's passing by and I don't know if it's a dark entity you know what I mean? That's happened to me. I've never said that before. <laughs> like it's happened to me before. It's like something like goes through you and you just have like these dark thoughts out of nowhere and then it's gone. And I'm like, what the fuck was that all about? That's happened wow. to me a few times. That was like the last time it happened to me was like a year ago. And I'm like, what the hell? Like it just came over me for no reason at all. Like I could be like at the beach or something. Well, that's not where it happened. But like, I'm just yeah. trying to give an example of like, I'm in like a happy you know, positive, uplifting state. And then it's just like, boom, something just hit me out of nowhere. Yes. So that's another thing. I don't know why it went after me then, if that's even 
went after me because I was in such a happy state. I don't know. I think those spirits are always like passing us by and I don't yeah. know, we just pick up on energies and stuff because, well, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think also I like, because we're, we are exposed to thousands of people a day on a regular because we make content online. I think also this goes back to like the curse idea, right? Where people are just like, I hate you. And like just throwing like bad energy at you and it doesn't oh, have to be a ritual thing. And so yeah. part of me wonders like for those of people, for the people that are like, you know, exposed to hundreds of people a day or just a lot of people a day and are traveling and are, you know, going through this, it's like, how do you protect yourself? And I think that's, it's, a, it's an interesting topic because for me personally, I, I do salt stuff. Like I will go in the shower. I will sit, I will like literally put salt on myself. I'll like envision myself being drained, like removed myself from any negative energy. Um, I do Ricky cleansing. Yeah. Good. Um, and I just I started... remember the other day, you're like, I'm about to take a, a salt bath. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, do it. <laughs> No, that's um, great. <laughs> I think also because I feel like obviously Bill, like he said, he exercised the character out of him, and whether whatever that means, right? We, we're just again speculating. Whatever that means, <laughs> the point of the matter is that you know one thing that I've heard is that if you are concerned of being cursed, if you are concerned of something being attached to you, the number one thing that you need to do first is to believe that you can remove it because people exactly. feel. Yeah, because when people are like, I can't do it's like, yes, you can. You're stronger than that. You have to believe that. And so it's shifting your mindset. It's all about shifting that mindset in general. It's about believing that you can. It's about uplifting your vibrations. It's about doing the things that you love, even if on the days that you don't feel like it. And I think even like if I take it a step further, I remember that I was sitting down and on a uh, it was like a meet and greet for like a this one of this football player from like for the Broncos. I'm not a, I'm not a sports fan. That's my, my husband. Sorry guys. I'm so sorry. But um, he was basically saying that you have to surround yourself by like successful people to shift your mindset. You have to believe that you are worth it. And you have to be surrounded by people that are going to uplift you. So once again, when you are depressed and you feel like you can't get out of it, surround yourself by people. And also he said, you are your own competitor. You're not competing against other people. You are your own competition. On the days that you don't, yeah. Because like there's going to be days when you're like, I don't want to do this. And then like, then then you're being your own competition then, right? Because you know you have to do it to get to like, you know, take the next step to be successful. And if you're not willing to take that step, whether it's, you know, setting your goals, whether it's investing, whether it's making content, whatever, if you don't do it because you make excuses, you are being your own competition. You are hindering yourself. And I think- And you're keeping yourself in that frequency and you're keeping yourself in this like endless cycle- this loop you gotta like push through you gotta persist yeah in your it's all about your concept of self like what you it's all about yourself what you think of yourself on the inside is what will be reflected on the outside exactly it's so true what you think of yourself so like you were saying if you don't feel worthy if you don't feel like if you're constantly saying that to yourself that's what you're gonna feel it's so true like manifestation is so real yeah and it's like you can results instantly like overnight yeah if you you know and going to sleep and just saying affirmations over and over again and visualizing your imagination is so powerful and it gets reflected out yeah. it like seriously does. so it's just it's amazing how powerful we are as humans and you know we're so we you know the media and everything they make us think bad things all the times they want to like put that in your heads but like you know you're so powerful like you can literally do and be anything you want to be and you are your your biggest fan and everything and just like do what you want and like live your life and don't ever listen to other people but like you know now we're getting to like another topic no no no, but it just shows though yeah yeah. we're just giving examples like it's you're manifesting 24 7 yes and I think it's yeah, so sorry. Um, no, but I but I think in general, like that's the number one thing. Like, I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole of how maybe you can get rid of certain things, but I think that requires like it's on a case by case thing at that point. Yeah. And also, but I think the number one thing that you if you feel like you're you put a curse on yourself or you're being cursed or you feel like something's on you or whatever, my biggest thing is start a gratitude board. Seriously. Yeah. That's yeah. my biggest uplifter. Like there's been moments where I've been like, I wanted to cry, I was hard on myself. And I, so what I started doing 
every day now is I go to the bathroom. So I feel like the bathroom is like my cleansing. I know um, what you mean. It's I like know exactly my, what you mean. my salt bath, but then also on the mirror, <laughs> I put like the, like when I wake up the things I'm grat- like grateful for, like, I, and I don't always have to fill it up, but I like, so let's just say I wake up one day and I'm like, I don't have anything I'm grateful for this morning, but if I go to that mirror and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm doing my hair, I'm looking at like what I was grateful for the day before. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like reminding myself. Yeah. And I think that's, you have to keep your headspace and grounded. And I understand, and I'm not saying these are for people that have like severe depression or clinically depressed. That's a whole different thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a whole different thing that I'm not going to dabble into. But I think in general, you just, you know, you are your own biggest fan you know yourself best so if you feel like you need more than what I'm saying definitely do it I'm not saying this is a solve for everything but this is a start for people that may feel like they're you know having a hard time yeah no I love that and like doing mirror work like talking to yourself in the mirror and just saying affirmations yeah. it's so powerful because it's also like you're looking into your soul you're looking into your subconscious yeah. like when you look at yourself even though mirrors freak me out like sometimes they I just don't out. think it's me and hopefully this helps you guys who are listening in the future. If there's anything that you feel like you need as advice or you need to give it to someone, that's my closing thought. I think we'll we'll post some of the I'll post some of the articles in the description. I'll put Brittany's uh, socials on the description. Also, please keep an eye out on my um, Instagram and TikTok. I I'm gonna be doing um, it, posting images and any polls so I can get an idea what you guys thought of this episode because <laughs> um, it was a lot. So. <laughs> Uh, please check that out. Um, most of the articles and pictures and stuff I always post on my Instagram. So keep, please keep a lookout for that. And until next time, everyone keep being strange. <laughs>